are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Monday a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans. That's very, very weird to say. We're going to cover tonight's game against the Miami Heat in uh, segments two and three. And then before we get to all of that, the Pelicans have hired a special advisor to the front office, Gar Foreman, formerly of the Chicago Bulls. We'll get into that because that name should scare you right off the bat, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as people are making it out to be. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to get 20% off your next order. So Thursday night, Woj tweeted out some news about the Pelicans. I had already recorded Locked On Pels and was not about to change it for this kind of news. Figured we could wait until Monday where we're going to discuss it right now. So Woj tweeted out that former Chicago Bulls general manager Gar Foreman is joining the New Orleans Pelicans front office as a special advisor. Sources tell ESPN Foreman will focus in the scouting area for David Griffin and Trajan Langdon. Okay, so basically this is, you know, something the Pelicans have kind of done. Just get some really smart people, throw them in a room and kind of figure it all out. Except on the surface, Gar Foreman might not be the smartest person. In Chicago, when he was general manager starting in 2009 till he was let go this summer, basically, they had a revolt towards the end of his tenure there where fans were paying uh, to put up billboards that said fire Gar Pax. Gar Pax and then Paxson being the other guy who worked in the front office was the vice president of basketball operations, I think. And so his tenure ended on a very big sour note where fans were ready to revolt. The Chicago Bulls hadn't been good for a while. And... I mean, there you go. It's uh, one of those things that when a fan base is ready to run you out of town, it is a little bit revealing and might give people a lot of pause. It should give people pause, yes, uh, validly so, especially if these people are the you know the new GM, the new main basketball decision maker at an NBA franchise. And that is not what is happening here with Gar Foreman. And I think that's something that's worth keeping in mind and why I'm less worried about a move like this than I would be otherwise. He's not the guy in charge. If he's here just working with the scouting department and adding some... Uh, experience to it, I think it's okay. His scouting record, his drafting record overall is actually pretty good when you look at it. He had a hand in some capacity. He'd been with the Bulls for a very long time. Um, Starting in 1998, he was then director of player personnel before being put into that general manager spot. He had a hand in drafting guys such as Derrick Rose, Todd Gibson, Kirk Henrich, Ben Gordon, um, Joaquin Noah, I think, as well. So he has a lot of really good draft hits. And again, we've talked about how with the Pelicans having this many picks, you need to hit them. Oh, also, don't forget, Jimmy Butler might be a good one, too, um, to throw in there. So... You need to hit a lot on your draft picks, particularly in a small market, particularly when you have 11 over the next handful of drafts. Well, having a guy who's kind of done this before, I do think is a useful voice to have in the room. Main decision maker? Oh, hell no. But he's not. 
That's David Griffin. And the number two is Trajan Langdon. I'm not really worried about Gar Foreman having too much of a voice in the room or overpowering or overshadowing others. Same thing like I'm not worried about Stan Van Gundy after his disastrous stint running the Detroit Pistons when he's not there to kind of do that anymore. If Gar Foreman is here to mainly act as a scout or help some of the scouting department or just provide some scouting analysis, and this seems like it easily could be a Danny Ferry type role, you know, special advisor doesn't mean you're a scout, doesn't mean you're the head of scouting or anything like that. It basically just means it's a dude who's helping out in some capacity, right? He's not the man. He's not the guy who's going to have the ultimate say. He can get vetoed just like he vetoed um, uh, Tom Thibodeau who wanted Draymond Green and they took someone else instead. Uh, but you could say that for an, almost every NBA team that they've passed on guys. And so I don't know if that's really a big sort of knock on him. It's not, you know, normally I would be like, I don't know if I dig this whatsoever. And look, I still don't. I think it's a fine move. I wouldn't get so excited about it given his end of tenure in Chicago, but it's fine. Like this isn't going to harm the Pelicans whatsoever unless they start to just listen to him a little too much and he doesn't kind of have that draft scouting magic anymore, which he may still at least have. So we'll see. That's kind of the big addition to the Pelicans front office. I, I've told you all, they didn't turn it over like we were kind of expecting after Dell Demps was fired last year, partially because you just got to have people there to do some work and they needed them. So they didn't let some people go. And you saw some a little bit of turnover last year. You saw more turnover this year. And I think basically it was going to be a two or three year process to bring in everyone that they wanted to bring in. And it also sounds like David Griffin has a good relationship with Gar Foreman and clearly he's bringing him people he trusts, people he likes, people he wants to work with, this being one of those moves. It's done well so far. He probably gets the benefit of the doubt on this one. So coming up, game day for your New Orleans Pelicans. Who's playing tonight? What's kind of the general game plan from Stan Van Gundy to set some expectations for tonight? And then in the third segment, what am I specifically going to be watching for? Some more to come here in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So don't forget tomorrow, we'll recap the game tonight against the Miami Heat. How did the Pelicans look in their first preseason game? How did those things go that I'm going to tell you I'm watching for in the third segment? How did Zion look, right? Like, that's kind of a big one right there. All that and more in tomorrow's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So it's a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans. They travel to Miami to take on the Miami Heat. 6 p.m. Central uh, tip-off. It is on, uh, on what, Cox? Basically, that's it. Fox Sports New Orleans on Cox because that's the only uh, service that really has it right now. So if you don't have that, if you are a cord cutter, um, good luck. I don't mean that sarcastically. There are methods to finding ways to watch the game. I'm not going to promote anything illegal on here, but... Do a little bit of Googling, ask around on Twitter, and I'm sure someone will be able to answer that question for you. And so like any New Orleans Pelicans game, we got an injury report. You're not going to see Eric Bledsoe or JJ Redick with the team. They didn't travel medical protocols, which likely means COVID, though no one outright says that sort of thing. It's a little bit kind of weird. Uh, Wenyan Gabriel is also out in this one. And then Steven Adams is listed as questionable. They're likely to probably not play him, I would guess, knowing kind of what he gives you. You just don't need that um, from kind of the established guy like that. But 
there is going to be plenty of run for these other guys. So Stan Van Gundy talked about this yesterday at his media availability. The guys that are going to, quote, play pretty good minutes, end quote. Um, he doesn't think that you will see a rotation beyond 10 guys in this. And with only two preseason games and kind of the need for the Pelicans to hit the ground running as quickly as possible at the start of the regular season, I would not be shocked if he goes to a more somewhat conventional rotation. It's not going to be the regular season rotation, and he said as much. So you might see some weird combos out there also without, you know, two starters, three starters and JJ Redick almost. Um, it's going to be a little bit funky, but the guys who do start, we're going to are going to play about 30 minutes or so. So this isn't going to just be kind of a, a cameo appearance and then they sit down. Um, but he hasn't. He says it hasn't been set in stone. They might play a little bit more. They could play a little bit less. But it's very clear that he wants to get these guys time together on the court to kind of gel and build some chemistry and be ready to go for the start of the regular season, which is like coming up. You know, basically we're a week away from that. And so against the Miami Heat, it's kind of a good test, right? You've got Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, um, Duncan Robinson will be in in there too. So all of them are going to play some minutes, and that's pretty stiff competition given they made the NBA Finals like last season. And you've heard Eric Spolstrom mention that he wants to play his guys so that they kind of get some of that. So I think it'll be... A good test of where New Orleans stands defensively. And Stan Van Gundy said the big thing for him that he's going to be watching, this will be on my next list here, is defense. They want to play their base defense. So we're going to get a very good idea of are they switching a lot? Do they just drop and get back and pick and roll coverage? Is there something else that they're going to be doing? Are they going to be trying to trap? We can go on and on and on. I want to know. It's going to be interesting. You'll be able to finally see it out there. And I think that's what's so exciting about this basketball game. You'll kind of get an idea of what the Pelicans' DNA is truly going to be. So coming up, next segment, what am I watching for in this preseason game? Normally, I don't care about this stuff. I kind of care about this one. So I'll tell you what is on my list of things to pay attention to. So before we get to that, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I've got some I think are being delivered today and I am excited about it. And like you normally don't get excited about protein bars being delivered except these things are so good. They're so good for you and they're better than pretty much every other bar out there on the market. You can't help but get excited about this sort of thing. Uh, These bars are great. Uh, for someone who's looking to be a little bit more health conscious because the bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. Some have 19 grams of protein and 180 calories or 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories. It's pretty great. You're not wasting all that cardio you did after you eat one of these things. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors. They are just simply put the best tasting protein bar ever. I really mean that. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. I just ordered the caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and lemon almond cheesecake. I'm a big fan, though, of the coconut almond. I've tried the peanut butter brownie before. They're all really, really good in the German chocolate cake. Give them a try if you want. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. It's here. We are days away from the start of the NBA regular season. And this week, the Locked On NBA podcast is previewing every team division by division. Get intel on each team, waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. 
So wrapping up today's show, it's a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans. We gave you a quick just kind of rundown on what to expect, who's playing, who isn't in the last segment. But what am I watching for? Like when I watch this game, what am I really paying attention to? It's less about enjoying the game and, you know, the runs that go with it, the highs and lows of a team doing well, not doing well. I'm looking for specific things that I want to see this Pelicans team do well or look for areas where they might struggle to give you the best analysis possible. So what am I watching for in tonight's game? First and foremost, Zion Williamson. He's looked good in the pictures we've seen from training camp, but now he said he's restriction-free. This is fully the time for him to kind of be unleashed and do his thing. Is he going to be able to? Are they going to play him all 12 minutes of the first quarter? Are there completely no bursts, anything like that, right? Hopefully. Does he look to be in shape? Does he seem to get winded getting up and down the court? Basically, does he look like the Zion Williamson at the end of the regular season for New Orleans and not what we saw in the restart in the bubble because that was bad? So we want to just see him looking and moving well, and I'm less worried about him playing well. Just physically look okay out there and I can maybe not hold my breath nearly as much as I have before we'd like to see him do a couple of things defensively he's spoken about how he's allowed to be a lot more instinctual in this uh this season this defense I thought that's what made him one of the more special players I'd ever seen in college like if you go again go I've said this a lot go back and watch his highlights look at him just have a nose for the ball Know when to jump into a passing lane, grab the steal and go. When to poke the ball loose, when to rip the ball out of the arms of a guy like Kevin Knox. All of that stuff you can't really teach. He has it. Is he allowed to show that off this year too? I don't know if you quite see it in this game. I just want to see him be healthy. And we'll go from there. Where's Brandon Ingram used if we're picking another player? With the Pelicans kind of down a couple of guys here, is he used in that small forward spot? Are they going to play him at power forward at times? Is he going to be out there in the backcourt? You've heard about positionless basketball. How do the Pelicans want to use him? Power forward? In, uh, in the backcourt, you know, I think those are all going to be intriguing things. Is that how he'll be used this year in a variety of wor- roles? And also, is he going to kind of be the guys? The offense going to go through him? Is he going to play a little bit of point guard at times? He did with Los Angeles, too. I think that could be a really great thing to see. D... Fence is going to be the real big one. That's what Stan Van Gundy does. And he said it's just going to be kind of the base defense. This is going to be what the team is going to look like this season. So are they going to switch a lot? Are they not going to switch a lot? Are they dropping? Are they not dropping? Are they going to be aggressively hedging and and trapping? All of that, as I kind of mentioned in the last segment, will kind of get an idea of what this Pelicans team will do defensively. How are they going to get their stops and be able to get out and transition and run? This is the big first test of that, and we're going to be able to watch it. Well, hopefully be able to watch it. And I'm excited to be able to see it. So those are really the big things that I am going to be looking for. Who comes off the bench first? Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Kyra Lewis Jr., Josh Hart, most likely Josh Hart might be starting. I'm kind of curious to see some of that. I don't think it'll be indicative of the larger rotation for the regular season, but it could kind of show you who Stan Van Gundy seems to trust, who Stan Van Gundy likes in, um, you know, on this team, in this roster. So we'll see where those guys kind of come into play too. I'm excited for it. I hope you're excited for it. Basketball's back starting with the preseason, and we're going to be back here to recap it tomorrow on Locked On Pelicans. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.